vampires and slayers. This is Mixtress Ray, and you're listening to What's This Bitch Talking About? To which the answer to that question is every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer exactly 20 years after its original air date. Which means today, January 9th, 2021. Happy 2021, everyone. We are talking about the season five episode entitled Triangle. So, um, today, (laughs) okay, what are we starting with? Um, I, uh, just so you guys know, this is going to be a little bit of a delirious recording. It may seem no different to you, but I'm just wicked tired, you guys. I had an eight hour shift today and I had to work with the person that I work with that is a challenge for me to work with. We'll just say it like that. Um, and it was just her and me all day. Plus I got a text from my boss last night saying that, um, some, one of the like hires up is sick, out sick today. And so she said that meant that I was going to be the person on staff today at the library. (laughs) That was the most senior staff person, which meant that I was in charge if anything went down. (laughs) So, I mean, it wasn't like it was a stressful day or anything, but just like in the back of my mind, knowing that I was the one that was in charge if anything went down was a little bit nerve wracking. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not an adult. Just because I'm 38 doesn't mean I'm an adult, okay? I don't, I don't have any certificates that say I'm an adult. Anyway, I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you had um, a wonderful like holiday season. If you celebrate winter festivities in December, I hope that you um, had a great New Year. If you're into that kind of thing, and I just hope you're doing well in general. Um, fucking crazy shit going down. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even talk about it on my radio show. It was like, I couldn't process the whole thing. Um, and I guess I don't really want to go into it now either, but it's, uh, I wish I could say I was surprised. I knew that, you know, who was going to be throwing some fits right before he left office, but wow. Uh, wow. It's okay. This is going to sound bad. So, so don't take it in the bad way, but I'm almost relieved that that shenanigan has now happened because it's like, I knew that there was going to be a shenanigan this whole time. So it's like, just, there's just been so much like, when's the shenanigan? When is the big fit? When is he going to throw the big fit right before he leaves office? Like, when is that going to happen? And I feel like it has now, not to say that there won't be any more, but I feel like for the most part, it has now happened. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Anyway, that's, I don't want to fucking talk about that shit. I don't want to ever fucking, like, I try to avoid saying his name. I'd like to, like, just never talk about him again. That would be nice. So, (laughs) the next time we will, okay. So here's the thing. I don't actually know how we want to do this. Let's get the business shit out of the way real quick. Now that like 20 years ago at this point, Buffy and Angel are now on separate networks, which means they're not always going to be airing their episodes on the same day anymore. 
So, you know, I'd like to continue talking about Angel, but I don't want to, I still don't want to make a big deal out of it. So I'm not sure. Like there's an episode of Angel to talk about, but like, here's how it's going to work. Next Saturday, there will be an Angel episode to talk about, but there won't be a Buffy episode to talk about next week. And two weeks from today, we'll be back to talk about a Buffy episode, but no Angel episode. So what do you guys think? Do you want me to come back and like to come back next week and only talk about the angel episode and like actually spend a little bit more time on it since it's the only thing that we'll be talking about next week? Or should I just come back in two weeks and talk about the angel episode at the same time that I'm talking about the Buffy episode and give it the normal, you know, smaller treatment? Um, I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. If you have an opinion, um, my email is always in the description notes and you can send me an email. Um, yeah, let's get into it. Sorry, I just paused because whenever I sit in my little closet space and look around, like I have all these things all around me in this little closet, all of these little things on the wall, like posters and postcards and like stickers and like, I don't usually like to put patches on things. So I tend to like glue them on the wall. <laughs> I've got little patches everywhere. And like, for some reason today in particular, I'm like sitting here thinking, maybe I should move that one over to there. And then if I move that one over to there, then what should I put there? Maybe I could put that there. Oh, I need to find a place for this. Like I'm being distracted by that right now <laughs> when I normally don't think about what's on the walls because I'm normally not sitting in this room, just talking into a recorder. I mean, I do that frequently, but it's only when I'm sitting in the middle of this room talking into a recorder do I think about what's on the walls because I'm staring at the things that are on the walls while I'm doing this. <laughs> okay, um, let's get into this whole thing, shall we? So let's consult the episode guide for the description of this episode. Triangle. The fighting between Anya and Willow escalates to a breaking point, placing Xander in the middle and all of Sunnydale in danger. So this is like, this is a fun episode. This is like just a pretty classic Buffy episode. You know, there's no like huge world ending drama going on here. It's just, you know, we accidentally unleashed a troll from a crystal and we got to figure out how to put it back and people are fighting and it's good. It's, it's there. I didn't have a lot of notes for this episode because it was just basically a good time lots of character interaction, not a, not a ton of drama. I mean, I guess a troll rampaging through town is dramatic, but in, you know, in the context of Buffy, this isn't that dramatic of an episode, you know what I'm saying? And I really liked that they finally decided to resolve the Anya Willow drama. I w I'm curious to see going forward, does Willow actually I mean, I know she never really becomes close with Anya, but does she actually accept her from now on? Um, I hope so. Because this episode, you know, basically, you know, they've always like really bickered at each other and it's mostly just Willow being an asshole to Anya. And I gotta say, there's a lot of, let me know what you guys think. As an autistic person myself, I do, and I've heard other people say that they kind of see Anya as sort of an autistic person stand in. Um, I kind of see her that way. And some of the things that 
often I am upset by the way that Anya is treated. Started throwing something in my recycling. I'm still just distracted by, ooh, that needs to be recycled. That needs to be put here. Oh my God, just stop it. <laughs> just stop it. Um, so I am frequently, you know, upset by the treatment of Anya's character in general. And this episode is kind of a part of that arc as well, because everybody just treats her like she's stupid. You know, they really do. Um, and it, it feels like the way that they treat Anya, especially because I sort of see her as increasingly more and more, I see her as an autistic stand-in character. Like, even though she is quite similar to some of the other characters that have been on Buffy, she's similar to Drusilla, she's similar to um, Cordelia, she's most similar to Cordelia. Like, Xander has a type, and that type is somebody that is kind of tactless. And in Cordelia's case, I don't think it was based in being on the autism spectrum or anything like that, but it seems more coded that way with Anya. And so I really, I really don't think that Anya did anything wrong throughout this episode for the most part. She's just being herself. And I really like that moment. I'm going like totally out of order here and not even looking at my notes, but I really like that moment where Willow says to Anya, she says something like, at first I was like, she's like, I don't know what she was saying. She was just being mean to Anya and saying like, why are you like this? Blah, blah, blah. At first I was like, you haven't been here very long. You don't know the rules. Well, you've been here forever. Learn the rules. And Anya says, the rules are stupid. And I loved that moment. It's like, hell yeah, the rules are stupid. Like, let's not, shall we? Okay. <laughs> I had to pause and rearrange some things on the walls. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I just had to because I was distracted. Um, you see, because the thing is, what happened was my mom gave me this, like, art piece. This, like, clay sheep head. This very strange-looking thing that um, I listed it on eBay for her because she wanted to sell it because it was like, you know, made by an artist and she thought maybe she could actually get some good money out of it. But no one bid on it and I listed it a second time and no one bid on it the second time and so she wasn't getting her minimum bid and I was like, hey, but can I have it? <laughs> because I've always liked it. It's very, very weird. Um, so I had to put it up in my tiny nook. So putting that one piece up just displaced all kinds of things because I had to make room for it. And then when I put that up, it meant that there was a weird shaped space. And then I, and then it just, it led to a whole cascade of rearranging little postcards and knickknacks and things in a tiny closet that I spent a lot of time in. So now that we got that worked out, we can move on with our lives. Okay. Everyone's calmer now. Let's go. Okay, so <laughs> what are we talking about at this point? So, okay, the whole Anya being autistic thing. I just really, in general, don't like the way that she is treated as a character. And hopefully this is an actual turning point. Hopefully from now on, 
we will see her getting I don't think we do though I don't think we do see her getting treated with more respect from now on um I don't feel very um hopeful of that unfortunately but I do like that they finally you know this whole Anya and or okay I guess all it is is I'm hoping that from now on Willow is going to be less a lot less antagonistic towards Anya because in this episode they kind of worked their shit out it was kind of uncovered finally what the real problem was Willow was worried that Anya was going to enact some kind of vengeance on Xander if things don't go well and Anya was worried that Willow might want to steal Xander away from her which are both you know on the surface you know if you really are beyond the surface if you really think about it that's actually those are legit worries like why wouldn't Willow be worried that Anya might enact some kind of vengeance on Xander someday why wouldn't Anya be worried that Willow would steal Xander away because she knows how Xander and Cordelia broke up she knows because she was there the entire reason she was called to Sunnydale for vengeance was because of Cordelia after Xander fucked her over which is something that like they don't really directly bring up on this show but it's a good thing to remember you know that's the entire reason why Anya is here because of Xander being an asshole to Cordelia the entire reason so once that was like revealed when they're trying to deal with this troll situation and like they're yelling at each other and then finally they kind of like deal with it um i feel like they worked it out in that moment so hopefully from now on it will feel like they have worked it out okay god what else do we even have to say about this episode okay i'm just gonna go through my notes and then hopefully i'll think of something to talk about <laughs> it'll be the shortest episode ever talking for 15 minutes okay bye um so the episode begins with um Anya and Xander in bed talking previously on Buffy the Vampire Slayer Riley has just left that's the last episode that we saw it's been a few weeks but he they're kind of like the way that they're kind of processing time it seems like you know we are to think that it's been a few weeks you know it, it feels like it, it has been a few weeks and Buffy usually does operate in sort of that real time space so um, Anya and Xander are talking in bed probably post coital and he's just kind of saying you know it's kind of weird like I keep forgetting that Riley's gone and I wonder how Buffy's doing and that kind of thing and um, Anya says she couldn't make it work with Angel. Why did I write that down? She couldn't make it work with... Oh, because I was prickling at the wording of that sentence. Like, she couldn't make it work with Angel? Like, she can't... No, it couldn't work with Angel because Angel is immortal. Like, they had to break up. So, um, that was just my little reaction to that because she said that. And she went on a little thing, like, um, about how people have patterns... <laughs> And like went back when she was a vengeance demon you know like the same woman would be calling her to smite some man and at some point you just have to say my goodness maybe you're doing something wrong you know um, which was just cute cute little I like it whenever 
Anya talks about her vengeance demon days and she's not shut down by Xander because she's fucking a thousand years old, okay? Like, yeah, she's a human now. So, like, it's not a terrible pairing for her to be with Xander because she is human now. Um, it's not like Buffy and Angel, but, you know, most of the time she starts talking about, like, vengeance stuff and... I guess it's mostly when Xander is around other people. If she starts talking about vengeance stuff when Xander, when they're in public, he shuts her down. But here he just listens to her, you know? I like that. I like Xander being a good boyfriend, which maybe he's at a turning point now too, because at the end of the last episode that we watched, we saw Xander telling Anya that she matters to him, that he loves her, and that kind of thing. Like, it was a declaration of devotion that we haven't seen from him towards her yet. So maybe he's also at a turning point at this point. Turning point at this point. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay, what else we got here? Buffy's training with Giles. He's getting ready to go. Oh, we see this little moment, this funny little moment with Buffy talking to a nun at a convent. Um, we see Buffy with training with Giles and um, he's, this, this scene is just to establish that he's about to go to England to talk to the Watchers Council. And this is like the first time we've even heard any mention of communication with the Watchers Council since Giles got fired from the Watchers Council back in season three, I think? Pretty sure it was three. So, you know, neither of them are very excited about him having to go to England to talk to the Watchers Council. But that is just setting up the next episode, which is Checkpoint, which is a very good episode where Buffy... If for some reason this is the first time you're listening to my Buffy podcast, it is not spoiler free. Okay. So in the next episode, the Watchers Council is going to come to like investigate Buffy and her friends and Buffy through her friends. And she, he, they're going to like interview her friends and like try to see if she's worthy of information they have to give her about glory. And then you find out that like, they don't actually have any information really they don't really know anything um and buffy kind of takes her power back and reinstates giles as her official watcher so he gets starts getting paid again which will be another opportunity for me to bring up why doesn't the fucking slayer get paid you know what i'm saying that doesn't make any sense she should get paid anyway um but that's the next episode let's not skip ahead um no one trusts Anya to run the store. I didn't like that either. How everyone, really everyone was, and Anya points this out, talking about her like she wasn't there. You know, they were talking about her like, well, obviously Anya can't run the store. She's a baby disaster child or whatever. And like, what reason do we have to think that she can't run the store? She seems very knowledgeable about, she's very knowledgeable about magic and magic supplies. She is a natural at, um, you know, capitalism. She loves the money. She, I would be perfectly confident leaving Anya in charge of the store. And if Anya had remained in charge of the store, and if 
Willow had respected her authority as being the person in charge of the store, then the troll never would have gotten unleashed and the store would have been perfectly fine when Giles came back to it. Nothing is Anya's fault. But Anya gets blamed for everything. I don't know. I'm just, you know how I get. I find my characters that are my favorite characters and I defend them to the ends of the earth. You know, your faith, your Drusilla, your Anya. <laughs> Who else is a sweet baby child? Tara, like... They are my sweet baby children, and I will defend them to the ends of the earth. Um, Anya's one of those. And, like, I'm getting to my peak, like, starting to get super defensive of Anya mode. Um, because while I don't have as deep of a connection with Anya as a character as I have with, as I do with Faith, as I do with Drusilla, Anya is still, you know, in in the, like sort of autistic surrogate sense, I see her as a possible reflection of someone like me, you know? Um, anyway, uh, my next note is Tara's here. Yay, she's in this episode. <laughs> she's not just absent with no explanation. She's wearing some cute blue eyeliner too in this first scene. Um, the quote of the episode is when they're having the argument where Anya's saying that she can run the store and everyone else is saying that she can't. Um, Anya says, I have finesse. I have finesse coming out of my bottom. And <laughs> I just really liked that. So that's the quote of the episode. Um, the object of the episode is Willow's khaki colored. Um, I don't know if khaki's the right description for the color, but it's like a tan. It's like a, a dark tan color, um, like vinyl choker with like an o-ring in the middle i just think it was i remember being really into that whenever i first saw this episode back almost 20 years ago i didn't see it as it was airing because it wasn't on a network that i could see at the time that that my town had asked access to at the time but whenever i first finally saw this episode i wanted that choker so bad and at the time i don't think i was I don't think I was internet shopping savvy. I'm sure I could have found something on, I mean, you could find things on the internet back in the year 2002 or one or whatever, but it wasn't like something you naturally thought of. So what I did to recreate this outfit was I found some kind of, I think all I had was like a metal like D ring. So it wasn't circular. <laughs> and then I, um, because I knew how to like make hemp jewelry i made like a hemp choker um it wasn't as cool as willow's vinyl um choker in that scene but hers was like a gold o-ring I'm, I'm not into gold jewelry but there wasn't really anything else that was cute in this episode except maybe some like different like witchy ingredients in the background or whatever um okay Joyce is feeling better. So we get scenes um, establishing that Joyce is healing. Joyce is feeling better. She's not walking around in her bathrobe anymore. She's wearing actual clothes. And it was just this one little scene to establish that. And then um, we get like kind of a sweet little sister breakup talk between Buffy and Dawn. I think this episode is pretty good at establishing kind of a grown-up breakup. 
You know, like Buffy is sad. She's really sad. She's kind of broken, but she's not like completely end of the world broken like she was with Angel. You know, that wasn't that first love level of broken. It it's a it's a different kind of broken. You know, it's a I'm an adult. I've been through this before. It really sucks, but I'll get through it kind of broken. And she talks to Dawn about it and they have, you know, kind of a sweet little sister conversation. Um, and everyone misses Riley. I think this episode was good at like, kind of, I mean, not everyone talks about Riley in this episode, but like, it is reasonable to me that Dawn would be kind of talking about Riley in a sense of like, obviously she's on Buffy's side because she's her little sister, but she likes Riley, you know, Riley was kind to her. Like she does miss him. Like he was somebody that was a constant presence in their lives. And it makes sense that Xander misses Riley. And I like that they kind of had a scene establishing that because Xander and Riley were kind of close. Um, oh, we get a scene with Spike, like with a box of chocolates talking to his Buffy mannequin and like trying to apologize for, like, he thinks Buffy's mad at him because he was the one that took her to see that Riley was cheating on her, that whole thing. And he thinks that, you know, he was the innocent bystander that Buffy is mad at. And of course, Buffy's not even thinking about Spike at all. But so he's like rehearsing like an apology or an explanation or something like that with his Buffy mannequin. And it's, I'm pretty sure this scene is supposed to set up that, hey, guess what, guys? Spike is not a good boyfriend. Spike is not boyfriend material. Um, we're not supposed to think Spike is boyfriend material. He gets violent with the fucking mannequin because he starts like having an argument with Buffy in his head, you know? Anyway, <laughs> um, it was kind of scary seeing it now as a 38 year old. Like, yeah, we all love Spike, but we all love Spike against our better judgment. And it's good to remember that every once in a while. Like, I'm not saying it's wrong to love Spike, but it's good to remember that we shouldn't love Spike. If that makes sense. <laughs> Sounds like a contradiction, but you know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, I wrote down the, so Willow's trying, Willow and Tara are trying to do a spell for like a simulated ball of sunlight because they're just wondering if they can synthesize, if they can simulate sunlight, because if they could simulate authentic sunlight, then Buffy could use it against vampires at night. And Willow is, she's being a dick. She's stealing a bunch of ingredients from the magic shop while Anya's in charge. And she's making the argument that Giles wouldn't care. And maybe he wouldn't. But Willow is... I think she's intentionally trying to get in Anya's craw. You know what I'm saying? She's trying to piss her off. I really think she is. And... I just didn't like Willow in this moment. She was making me mad. She was, you know, I felt like Anya. Like, look, I was supposed to watch the store. You're the one that said I wasn't capable of watching the store. So everything's going to be blamed on me when Giles gets back and half of his fucking spell ingredients are gone. You know, I totally understand where Anya is coming from in this moment. 
Um, and then I wrote down that Anya at one point, like Willow brings up something about the cat and hat and Anya says, you're referencing, referencing literature I have no way of knowing about. And you're just trying to make me feel left out. And I just like, that hit me hard this particular time watching it. Um, just like, yeah, she is, she is, she is trying to make Anya feel left out. Every chance she gets, she tries to do that. And like, you guys, I just don't know if I like Willow. And I know it's not like I haven't ever said that before, but I just, I don't know if I like her. She's just such an asshole a lot of the time. You know, she is extremely selfish. She always wants to place blame elsewhere whenever something is genuinely her fault. And she wants to, if something is her fault and everyone has acknowledged that it's her fault, she wants them to forgive her immediately. It's, I just, Willow is an asshole. Like, I don't know. I think a lot of people like, with that, if you don't really think about it too hard, you think that Willow is just this sweet little nerd, whatever, whatever. But she's actually sometimes, maybe often, as much of an asshole as Xander. Let me know your thoughts. So this whole episode is just Anya and Willow fighting. Xander decides he doesn't want to be in the middle of it anymore. And Tara agrees and they both leave and tell them. And this is like a very, a very adult thing to do. I think I liked that, that they were both just sort of like, you know what? You guys got some shit to work out. I'm sick of being put in the middle. I'm going to leave now. You guys work out your shit yourselves, you know? Um, then the, you know, they, they continue fighting. The troll gets released, whatever, whatever. Tara, I liked this. I, I liked a lot of moments in this episode. I liked that Tara and Buffy have a class together and they had a little conversation and Tara kind of asks her how she's doing with the whole Riley breakup. And this is the first time we ever get to see Buffy kind of opening up to Willow. And we will see this at least one other time that I can think of, but Buffy can go to Tara. You know, Tara is a rock. Tara is like, she made a pretty quick transition from being like super shy, weird girl to being like, now she's like wise witch lady, just like pretty much immediately after that episode where her family came back. But I really like this version of Tara. I really like, I've always liked Tara, but like Tara being at her like most self-actualized state like right now she's just <sighs> i just want to hang i just want to be best friends with her i just want tara to be my girlfriend you know what i'm saying why does willow get all the good girlfriends and boyfriends god um i liked the moment where um anya like anya and willow are trying to follow the troll in their in giles's car and anya's driving and Willow like suddenly realizes like do you not know how to drive and Anya's like well I couldn't I didn't know if I could until I tried could I I couldn't know if I could until I tried could I I just thought that was such a thing for Anya to say such a thing that an autistic person might say like hey I didn't know if I could do this thing until I tried it and now I'm doing it so obviously I can do it right right um Xander is like sulking at the bronze, like eating peanuts. He doesn't even have a drink. He's eating a 
like a basket full of peanuts without a drink. What are you doing, Xander? And Spike is there, and they have, like, they play pool together, and they have, like, a conversation about... Like, there's just a lot of, like, little weird pairings between characters of and little conversations. Like, this whole episode is just kind of like, you know, Buffy and Dawn having a conversation about breakup. Xander and Anya having conversations about breakup, you know? <laughs> Xander and Spike having conversations about breakup. Um... Tara and Buffy having conversations about breakup. It's it's just kind of cool. It's like this is an episode about processing, kind of. And I, I enjoyed that. Okay. On to my very last page of notes already. Um, <laughs> this is the first episode, I think, that we ever get Spike referencing an onion blossom. And I know that we get that in at least one or two other episodes in the future, but I just liked that he was, he's talking to Xander about the onion blossom and how genius it is, or how brilliant it is. That's what he, that's what he says. And, um, he mentions it twice in this episode. Uh, I liked the moment where, like... Buffy and Tara are going to the magic shop to try to find Willow because they were talking about like getting a burger or something after school after they had class together and that's when they see like the destruction of the magic shop I hate it I hate having to see the magic shop and like Buffy's house just get destroyed over and over and over I wish that they would think about that you know <laughs> I don't know I wish that Buffy would try to protect her property and the property of those that she loves, you know? Anyway. Um, so when they see all the destruction, Tara gets really upset and she just like looks at Buffy and says, everything's destroyed and, and Willow's gone. And Buffy's like, it's okay, we're going to find her. And it was just like this sweet little moment of like Tara freaking out because Willow is in danger. And I just thought that was sweet. Um, Anya and Willow needed to know they'd never... Okay, yeah. So the, I already talked about that, how, like, all of the shit going down as they're trying to figure out the spell to put the troll back in the crystal, um, and you find out that the troll was made a troll by Anya, and that's how she became a vengeance demon, and she used to date him, and, like, you know, all that shit. Like, whatever, whatever. That's when, like, when they're alone at the magic shop again, trying to figure out the spell to put the troll back in the crystal or whatever. Um, that's when they finally get to the root of the issue. They're fighting, 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 and finally realize that both of them care about Xander a lot, and both of them are important to Xander in completely different ways, and they have to make space for each other. And it's just, it all comes out, and this episode is just good it's the the troll guy comes back he xander shows up and he says the troll says to xander like you have you have to choose between these two women and of course he can't and anya like tries to sacrifice herself and willow sees that so she's like oh okay so anya really does care about xander you know and yeah everything's worked out by the end and it's just 
I kind of like this episode, I guess, and I just didn't really have much to say about it because it was just sort of enjoyable. It's not the best episode in the world, and it's good, you know? Okay, what other... Do we have any other notes? Oh, the very last scene of the episode. Um, Giles has just gotten back from England, and I guess it's like late at night or something. Joyce is like serving tea and there was just this really sweet moment where Joyce is like carrying in a tray of like the teapot and the teacups and everything and like Giles as soon as he sees her walking into the room he jumps up and grabs grabs the tray from her and I just thought that was sweet it's just like a little moment that like you know a little thing that people do for each other and like of course Joyce is probably still getting used to like you know, doing things like carrying heavy trays after she's been so sick. Um, so I don't know. I just really liked that sweet little moment of like, that is what chivalry is. When a person, doesn't matter if they're boy or girl, notices that another person might need a little bit of help, opening a door for them, making room for them, helping them with a bag or something. That's chivalry. That's just yay for Giles. <laughs> And so Giles, Joyce, and Buffy are like sitting at the dining room table together, having tea, talking about, you know, like that the Watchers Council didn't actually know anything. And this is the moment where Giles realizes that Joyce knows that Dawn is the key because we had that establishing um, moment where Joyce was kind of out of it right before her surgery or right after her surgery. It was after where she said, you know, I know that Dawn's not mine, but she does belong to us, and Buffy kind of filled in the blanks. So this is, you know, the first moment that Giles is aware that she knows. So they're having a conversation about it, and Dawn walks down the stairs, and she hears just enough to be like, what? So that was good, because that set a little seed for, you know, a few episodes in the future where Dawn's going to find out who she is and all of that stuff. So, yeah, good episode. I guess I don't really have anything else to say. Um, let's get into our ratings then, shall we? Shortest episode ever. So MVP of the episode, I'm giving it to Anya because I really feel for her a lot in this episode. Um, yeah. That's, that's, I mean, there's really no logic to my particular MVP of the episode most of the time, so suck it! <laughs> Not that any of you guys care. Um, object of the episode, like I said, Willow's necklace. Outfit of the episode, there really wasn't anything that stood out to me enough that I remembered it. Um, the only outfit I can remember whenever I think about it is... Tara, she was wearing, throughout most of the episode, she was wearing like a, it was like sort of a, it was like harvesty colors. It was like, it was like a pale olive green and like sort of pumpkin orange, paisley, like velvety kind of like upholstery type material, like jacket, some kind of undershirt, I don't remember what it was, and then her skirt it wasn't like the upholstery type material, but it was kind of the same pattern that was on her jacket. And it was kind of like one of those like sort of 
I don't know, flowy, sheer layers of long skirt that was popular back in the year 2001 at this point. We're in 2001 now, you guys. Holy shit, that's the year I graduated high school. We're going to have, if the pandemic is over, <laughs> I guess I'll be having my 20-year high school reunion this year. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a thing that gets planned and if it's a thing that I find out about because most likely all of the invitations for that shit are going to go out on Facebook and I don't have that so but I'm gonna go if I get invited and it exists I think I'm gonna go I didn't go to my 10-year high school reunion but I'm gonna go to my 20. <laughs> anyway quote of the episode like I said Anya saying I have finesse I have finesse coming out of my bottom um, five by five ratings. I mean, like, like I said, this was an important episode that just sort of set seeds for future episodes that kind of like chugs along the plot. Finally, we're going to get some closure on the whole Anya Willow situation. Hopefully it was a good episode. Um, weirdly, I think I'm going to give it a four. I'm, I'm feeling generous towards this episode. Like it didn't really piss me off in any way. It, it felt like every character was authentic to who they are and where they are in this point of development, this point in time in development. Um, it was good. Yeah, that's all I got. Um, I hope you guys are doing well. Um, I don't know. I have talked so much this weekend. Um, so sorry about this being like a super short episode for me. Um, but if you do, for some reason, want to hear me babble more, you can become a patron, patreon.com slash Ray. At any level of giving, even just a dollar a month, you can listen to me. Um, <laughs> I, my radio show is kind of like really personal ramblings because not a lot of people listen to it. So I can get like really personal because like six people are going to hear it. Um, so I guess I have like eight patrons now, eight or nine. So like nine people might hear it, but, um, yeah, if for some reason you guys are missing me talking more tonight, head on over to my Patreon and you can hear me talk so much about like real personal shit. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Um, yeah, that's it. So I haven't decided yet if I'm going to come back next week to talk about Angel. My instinct is to say that I probably won't. So most likely I'm just going to come back in two weeks and that's when we'll talk about Checkpoint, which is a pretty big deal. So that'll probably be a long episode and I'm off that day so we can really get into it because I'll have the energy to do so. And then we can talk about the Angel episode too. So the angel episode is called, I'm trying to read it on my calendar, and it's very small, Redefinition. And then the Buffy episode is called Checkpoint, of course. So yeah, I'll be back in two weeks, unless for some reason I just really miss you guys and I want to talk about the angel episode next week. Or if you guys like overwhelmingly write me and tell me you want to hear about that angel episode next week, which you won't, but in case you do, I will totally do it for you guys. Um, so yeah, most likely I'll see you in two weeks. Bye.